today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Obviously, a great deal of the focus of the United States right now is what's happening in uh, South Texas and Louisiana because of uh, Harvey and the, the the flooding and the impacts that are going on. But at the sa- and after negotiations, but at the same time. The North Korean threat is uh, ramping up, and it's uh, causing considerable angst, especially in diplomatic circles, and uh, I think probably in a, in a much greater realm now because of what's happened over the last uh, two or three days. The U.S. envoy at an emergency meeting of the U.N. Security Council says that North Korea is, to quote her, begging for war. Nikki Haley, the ambassador uh, for the United States, also added that her country's patience is not unlimited. This comes on the news uh, that, of course, of North Korea had tested a hydrogen bomb. North Korea earlier today, actually, suggesting that they had gift packages on the way to the United States. What are we to assume from that? Uh, not the best of, uh, of circumstances, to be sure. And where are we heading on this? Joining us to talk about this is uh, Jean-Francois Belanger, Ph.D. student at the Department of Political Science at McGill University in Montreal. Jean-Francois, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for having me. Listen, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember, although I was just a kid at the time, the Cuban Missile Crisis and the imminent threat of, of nuclear war, and I think it was a real threat, obviously. Uh, it moved from beyond the political into the into the realistic world. And, and are, are we getting to that point now with what's happening in North Korea? Um, I, I think that the analogy to the Cuban Missile Crisis is an interesting one for a few reasons. Uh, first, I don't think we are at the imminent threat stage uh, although tensions are high, they haven't been that high since 1994. Um, but there's still, we, we're not to the brink. There's still uh, things that can be done, diplomatic uh, things that can be done uh, that, that could uh, de-escalate the tension that we're seeing right now. The uh, I'll go back to that metaphor. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis analogy, but it's, sure. it's, I think it's very apt to a certain extent. Uh, because we in North America, of course, at the time, uh, probably had the same opinion of Khrushchev that we do now of Kim Jong-un. Uh, this guy is unhinged. He'll do anything. He's, he's, he's crazy. Uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and that's causing a great deal of angst in this country, and I see that happening again. Well, see, see that's the thing, and, and, and it's, interesting, it's interesting to me uh, that we don't have, uh, you know, in hindsight, history told us that Khrushchev was a very strategic individual. He mm-hmm, a very. He war within the, the United States. The Cuban Missile Crisis started as kind of a, an exchange in kind where the U.S. had a nuclear exchange deal with allies in Europe, especially we were talking about putting missiles in Turkey, uh, and Khrushchev let, let himself be pressured into doing the same thing in Cuba that was discovered, and then we had the whole the whole thing. But uh, it, it was basically uh, trying to, you know, a, a diplomatic back and forth using force. Uh, so in this case, I think Kim Jong-un, um, it, it's doing us and everybody a great disservice to assume that he's crazy or that the regime is unhinged for two reasons. First, um, we need to, to look at how they've been able to survive for so long being a country that wants to have an independent foreign policy completely different than the United States. And this independent foreign policy is more often than not, and most of the time, uh, going counter to the U.S. But they still they still survived. They were still able to implement a nuclear program um, and, and I think one of their success is to sell this idea of irrationality, that you never know what they're going to do next. And with this, they're able to kind of curb the response of others in the sense that we assume that they're not going to be playing by the same rules as everybody else, so we should probably very carefully if we, will not, we do not want things to escalate. Right? 
they sold the idea that international rules or international practices or dip, I'm sorry, diplomatic practices are not for them. So I touch everybody's on their toes. But at the end of the day, it's serving them strategically. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.